Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Hello, Life Group leaders. This is John Thomas here uh, with our good friend, as always, Jeremy Maxfield. And we are here for week five of our incredible series, Looking Through the Book of First Peter. And this week, we find ourselves uh, in the middle of a great conversation. I think the title of this upcoming message is Marriage in the Midst of Craziness. And there are going to be just incredible points of conversation for you uh, and your groups this week. There's also going to be some moments where th- this passage presents itself in a a beautiful way, but there's also some complexities in that that we're going to address together uh, here in this podcast to help you navigate this beautiful conversation of how do we outwork God-honoring marriages in the middle of difficult times. And so we're excited to have this journey with you this week and going to hear now from our good friend Jeremy as we begin to unpack not only the passage, but just also give you guys some great equipping tools to make the most of your life group conversation this week. So why don't we go for it, Jeremy? Let's dive straight in. All right. Thanks. Yeah. So this week we want to help people see that with this hope and hopeless times, uh, that healthy marriages and, and really all of our relationships we'll see, but marriages in particular can point people to the beauty of a relationship with Christ and a God honoring marriage, uh, is a statement of the gospel. And so, Uh, But I really want to encourage people. Uh, I know we have all kinds of dynamics represented in our groups, even among our our leaders. And so whether married, uh, divorced, single, uh, whatever life stage uh, you may be in at this point, uh, don't skip over this message. There's there's great truth, beautiful truth, uh, and and hopefully really fruitful conversations uh, for all of us. That's right. And You've probably heard us say it a few times on the weekends here at Mariners that we're not skipping a verse, and our encouragement is to you to not skip a week. And we mean that not only from gathering uh, during the weekends, but also within your life groups, that we want you to dive in to get the most out of this book because we believe that God speaks through every word, that no word is wasted. Um, So whether you find yourself in a married relationship, whether you're you're single, whatever your status is, there are some great truths, some great principles that can be applicable to all of our relationships. And so uh, whatever state you find yourself in, the encouragement is, is, to, is to dive in. But Jeremy, I mean, just right off the bat, there are um, some some difficulties in this passage, if, if I'm honest. And when we talk about not skipping a verse, um, I would imagine this would be a week where there might be some verses where it's like, ooh, help me to understand what we mean when the encouragement is to have our wives to submit to their husbands. I mean, there's some languages in here about a weaker partner. I mean, I know that Doug is going to do it and did a brilliant job unpacking that for us, but those might be some points that we want to circle back to within within our groups. What would you say to some of those uh, kind of um, uh, words this weekend that could could be a little bit of a stumbling block for some of our groups? Yeah, so I would really encourage leaders, because uh, this text uh, is even different from like where Paul talks about marriage and makes a very clear parallel uh, to the gospel, like in Ephesians 5. When Peter's talking about marriage here, uh, one thing we want to remember Uh, Enter into this very prayerfully uh, as a leader. Be praying for the people in your group to kind of hear these words uh, with grace, hear the truth that the Spirit wants to impart to each of us through these conversations. Uh, And then remember that these were written 
in a particular context. And so uh, pay attention to the way things are phrased because uh, we may read some of our own assumptions. Some some words may kind of trigger certain people like, oh, submit. Like I have this idea of what it means to submit. Well, uh, 2000 years ago and consider the context that we're we're looking at like pay attention to some of those things so i mentioned submit already in the in the very first verse of chapter three he says wives submit yourselves to your own husbands and then then he goes on um so one thing to consider there is he talks about to your own husbands and and so one thing that i think happens a lot with a verse like this is that it gets blown out of proportion that Women need to be silent, period, or submit to men, period. But what he's saying is uh, kind of alluding back to to what Paul talks about in Ephesians 5, about how the husband-wife relationship is a picture of the gospel and uh, submit like you would to Christ and love sacrificially like, like Christ has loved the church. Here he says wives need to submit to their own husbands. Um, and so while there is kind of this order within the marriage that phrase about own husband, that's a big deal. He's saying like, wives, you, your job is not to please every man out there. Your job is not to let every man out there tell you what to do, even within the church, but that, that within your family, there's an order that's going to point to the gospel. Um, so, so pay attention to everything that's being said uh, without getting hung up on a certain word that may offend us based on our own context. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's right. That's really helpful. That's that's good for us to know as we navigate this conversation. Um, and you might, as a life group leader, you might even want to address some of those things even up front uh, as you read the passage. And I would put particular emphasis even on verse 7, where it says, Husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way. And it goes on to say that you would show them honor as co-ors of grace, of the grace of life. Uh, husbands, in the same way. So say, hey, everything that I've said in verses 1 through 6 that applies to you as well, <laughs> that this is about mutual service, that this is about seeing your relationship as an environment of discipleship for personal growth, but also as a blessing for other people. So you're not off the hook here, uh, that this is something that is a mutual relationship of service, of sacrifice, and uh, and of discipleship. So I love that you're, you're highlighting that for us this week, Jeremy. Uh, why don't you walk us through then just how to make the most of the conversation this week? Yeah, so as you walk through the text this week, uh, you know, pay attention to those things. Um, remember, again, words like submit, while we have our understanding of what it may mean, like consider, this means like to give yourself to, like be committed to one another, not just, not this is not just a word about obedience. This is, um, and then he moves into this conversation about jewelry and the way uh, people are to dress. Uh, again, one of the things that happens a lot in conversations about biblical modesty, we talk about modesty in our American context. Uh, a lot of times we talk about like, uh, I'm the father of, of three daughters, right? And, you know, and they go to school and they've got to like, put your arms down, like do your shorts come down far enough past like fingertips. And, you know, so when we talk about modesty in our culture today, it usually has kind of sexual connotations. Are we being like provocative? Um, kind of flaunting our bodies, this and that. Biblically, uh, while there's certainly conversations about like uh, sexual attractiveness and things like that, 
modesty most of the times when they're talking about it, like here with all the jewelry and um, it is more about people from all kinds of different socioeconomic backgrounds coming together as the church. So not flaunting your wealth. Um, and so here again, it's talking about, we're not drawing attention to ourselves and our marriages. When we gather as the church, we're, we're submitting ourselves one to another. We're treating one another as co-heirs. Um, we're, we're not trying to elevate ourselves, elevate ourselves, uh, in what we wear in how we interact with one another, but in all things, like Christ said, we want to love God and love others, uh, as we would love ourselves. And so constantly, I want to encourage leaders to be drawing attention back to the fact, uh, like what you said, that this is a mutual relationship, that everything we're doing should be considering the other person and how we can bless the other person in a relationship. Right. Really good. And I love the kind of the practical tools that you're giving us, um, not just for this passage, but actually a really helpful tool for how we read all of scripture, that we don't just read it in a vacuum. We don't just read a flat story. We read uh, a scripture that it was for a particular audience first. It's also for us. And so even what is being stated here culturally at the time would have been revolutionary. I mean, are you, are you kidding me that husbands are, are instructed to live with honor and grace, that in the same way, everything that we're asking the wives that we're asking you to do to to, to, to honor as Christ gave uh, for the church. I mean, this is revolutionary language, and we need to always be reminded of that. And really what, what we're getting at here with the thrust, of, the thrust of this passage here, it, it really is. It's all about service. It's all about how do we serve one another in our relationships, and, and how does that showcase the gospel in areas where that is revolutionary, where so often our relationships are seen as mechanisms for our own self-interest and our own gain, but actually how do we use our relationships to serve one another in a way that it points to the glory and the goodness of the gospel. And there'll be many of us that have difficult stories with that that will come up in your groups that you'll want to unpack with vulnerability and with honesty. Um, you'll, you'll know that this weekend we have an incredible opportunity uh, for prayer, particularly for those that are at sticking points in their relationships. We want to be a church that is with you, that prays with you. Uh, and then the following weekend on August 14th, for those that are married, we have our next Marriage Matters, where Doug is going to be uh, hosting that on campus after the Saturday night service at 5.30. So on the 14th, we want to encourage you um, as a life group, married life groups, come to the 5.30, then stay after for a Marriage Matters with Doug Fields. Uh, we're not a church that just wants to talk about marriage here and there, but this is a major part of who we are because we believe that by doing so, by building strong marriages, that we showcase the gospel and not just marriages, but all, all relationships. Uh, John, one, one thing I wanted to encourage our, our group leaders, especially if they find that they're kind of getting stuck in the conversation or um, uh, even if conversation on this text is going really well. So there's in, in the magazine, which again, I've just loved these magazines that were put together by volunteers all the artwork and, and stuff, but there's an article uh, on page uh, 102 to 104 where Doug Fields kind of gives us a little devotional thought, uh, but there's some questions at the end that I think can apply to everybody. And so especially if your group, maybe um, they, they applied to your marriages, absolutely, but, but I think these are really good questions too if your group is heavily uh, single, uh, not in a marriage relationship or, or whatever. Uh, listen to these questions that he asked at the end of this, this devotional. Um, is my pace of life really sustainable over a long period of time? 
that applies to all of us. Uh, and in thinking about our relationships, do I like the person I'm becoming as a result of my pace? And then the final question is, am I, in his case, am I giving my wife, Kathy, and my family my best self during this season? So uh, just using that as a guide, like every, just step back, take inventory of your life, what all you have going on, and are those outside pressures uh, outside expectations about what marriage, about what relationships, about what work should look like, are those affecting you more than God's word, more than letting the spirit kind of move in through you? Uh, and then are you, how, how is that affecting your relationships, especially those closest family relationships? Uh, so there's just some, uh, again, one more great resource inside this magazine that I want to remind people of. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for bringing that up. And those things are, they're like dashboard indicators to let us know where we might need to pay attention and be attuned to what the Spirit might be drawing us into. So that that's really well said. So great resources for you uh, this weekend. In addition to the Hope and Hopeless Times articles, we have that Moment for Prayer ministry this weekend. We've got Marriage Matters on August 14th. We want to support you as you lead your groups. And so we're believing again that God's going to do great things. And we can't wait to join in with you next week for week six of our series, Hope and Hopeless Times. Mm-hmm.